Welcome back to another episode of What the Heck is Crypto, the show where we break down the latest news in the world of magic internet money. I'm your host, Stephen Cesaro. I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. I know I sure had a good time. I uh, took a little time off to drink some wine, eat some turkey, but then I was back on the charts as quickly as possible because I thought we might have a, a, a big week brewing for us. Uh, crypto is looking pretty ripe for a move to me. And we did have a big move this week. Uh, ETH is about 12.77 at the time I'm recording right now, up about 10% on the week, 22% now from the bottom. So kudos to you if you if you caught that move. That's a nice little trade there. We've been rallying pretty hard because uh, stocks were up big yesterday. The Nasdaq up four and a half percent after a speech by Jerome Powell, chair of the Federal Reserve. I'm honestly not quite sure why we ripped so hard. Uh, there was some language in the in the Powell speech uh, suggesting that you know there there might be a, a a decrease in the the rate of hikes and a, a slowdown coming in December. Uh, th- this was already pretty priced in, in my opinion. Uh, markets already have been uh, thinking he's going to do fifty basis points instead of seventy five basis points in December. You know, for for about a month now. So. Possibly a little short-term overreaction there. There, there was some language in in Jerome's speech uh, suggesting that they were, uh, you know, going to be a little more careful maybe about breaking something in the economy and some specific language as it related to uh, QT quantitative tightening and and possibly pulling that back in the in the near future. I think that was probably the most bullish thing. In the speech, for uh, for those of you not familiar uh, with QT, it's a, it's a tool the Fed has to basically drain excess liquidity from the system. Uh, crypto really likes excess liquidity. It's a it's a liquidity asset. When there's more money sloshing around, a lot of that money finds its way into crypto. Uh, when less of that money is sloshing around, a lot of that money leaves crypto. So if you're a crypto person, you you want QT to to end as as quickly as possible. That would that would certainly be bullish. Now, I'm looking to get long here uh, for a short-term trade. Not not at these prices, but if we can get a little pullback to to the uh, 1220 range or so on ETH, I'd I'd feel pretty good taking a trade there. Not really ready to call the perma bottom just yet. I I am still worried about a recession next year hitting us, and I I don't think crypto is going to to do well, um, even if inflation comes down, it's it's, it's going to come down because well, growth is is taking a huge hit and people are losing their jobs and they're not spending money and you know maybe they have to sell their houses. They're definitely going to sell their coins if that happens. Uh, not going to be good for us. But as far as the next uh, few weeks go, I re- relatively hopeful that we can uh, get a little nice pump to continue here. Anyway, uh, onto some of the news this week. First, uh, I want to talk about. What's been happening over at uh, KuCoin? KuCoin is a exchange similar to you know your your Coinbase, your your Binance's of the world. Um, kind of known as being a place that's a little lax on the rules for the U.S. people. I, I know I've had an account there for for years. I know a lot of people who who trade there because they can trade a lot of coins. They can't trade on Coinbase. Uh, you can even get leverage and trade derivatives if you're a little bit sneaky about it. So pe- people have money on there. Um, but there's there's been a lot of anxiety in the markets lately, obviously, because of the the FTX blow up and, and people are, are, are wondering, is, is there going to be another shoe to drop? Is there going to be 
another exchange uh, going under. Uh, people have expressed concern about KuCoin, also about uh, Crypto.com. Gate, I know, has been a, a cause of concern, right? It, it, it's still a, a tricky environment out there. But but KuCoin has drawn a, a good deal of ire this week on, on Twitter because um, a couple of users posted some uh, yields that they're displaying on their site, you know, basically offering users triple digit APRs on their, their crypto, on their Bitcoin, their Ethereum, uh, their stable coins. And, you know, people have a lot of PTSD about this, right? Like when, when the risk-free rate in the real world is, is, you know, 4% on U.S. Treasury bonds, it's a little suspicious when people uh, start offering you 10% in a, in a crypto lending platform. Uh, it's even more suspicious when that number is like 100%, as some people were, were talking about on, on KuCoin. Now, it's worth noting that people uh, initially said that, hey, this is this is kind of FUD. This is this isn't uh, this isn't a, a good criticism because uh, KuCoin's not they're not really lending out your coins. This is some uh, this is some like a derivatives product they they sort of offer. Um, I think they called it uh, dual investment or something like that. And I, I had some mixed feelings on this because uh on the one hand, I, I, it, it's true. It, it doesn't seem as though KuCoin is taking your coins and, and lending them out to some, you know, potentially insolvent third party. So that's good. But, but, but what's bad is it, it looks like these things are, and I just saw the APR here, that you had 250% on Ethereum. Um, so it, it, it looks like these, these financial instruments they're offering are, they're basically seem to be, um, straddles in disguise like a, a straddle is is is, a, is an options contract where you're basically uh you, you're selling volatility you're, you're sort of betting that the price of an asset isn't going to move a lot uh if the price of the asset stays stable you you get a nice premium uh if it does not then you you, you lose a bunch of money on that bet so so the good thing is that you know this doesn't seem to be some other lending product that's that's going under the the, the downside is it does seem like uh, KuCoin is offering uh, weird derivatives projects to people and that that they probably shouldn't be uh, unsophisticated investors who don't know what a straddle is um, shouldn't be using this stuff and, and they're advertising the APR as though it's like an interest rate that you make when in reality it, it's not that right like if I sell you an options contract and and collect a hundred dollar premium. Uh, for for a week long contract, it would be sort of unfair for me to say that I am earning uh, five thousand percent a year by selling you options because well I I could lose that contract the next week and the week after that and the week after that and and easily lose money so a uh, little deceptive there by KuCoin not not a huge fan of that um, I still think it's it's worth asking though like is this like a ploy in some way to get more money on the exchange, um, are there solvency issues? Um, I, I, I want to stress to everybody out there, like be, be really careful with where you have your money right now. Um, I, I don't think all of the uh, blowups have, have happened in crypto. I think there's probably still some monsters uh, lurking under the bed somewhere. If you are going to use something like KuCoin, like keep as little money on there as possible. And in and in, in pay attention to to what's happening in in the news because it it, it wouldn't 
shock me if if another exchange went under. Uh, the, the most concerning thing to me is that um, KuCoin offers their own staked Ethereum product. Uh, so so Ethereum, as some of, some of you may know, has the ability to be staked to the network and, and, and earn an interest rate. And doing this staking process is kind of complicated. If you do it on your own, you have to buy a computer and a cloud server and set it all up and everything. It's, it's rather difficult. And then you have to pay a monthly fee for the computer. Um, so a lot of exchanges are sort of staking your Ethereum for you. And they're basically offering you like a, the KuCoin version of Ethereum, Coinbase Ethereum, right? And the problem with Ethereum right now is you, you can't unstake your, your money yet. I think withdrawals are going to be enabled sometime next year, allegedly. But it's caused some of these coins, like these staked Ethereum coins, to actually trade at a discount to regular Ethereum. Um, I saw Coinbase Ethereum was trading, I think, like 5% below regular Ethereum last week. And, and that's sort of understandable. Like People might need the money now. They can't wait six months to unstake it. So they're willing to you know, sell their Coinbase Ethereum at a, a small loss to, to have liquidity. Well, KuCoin's Ethereum last time I checked, I think was around 70 cents on the dollar. And, and, and that's concerning to me because it says that the market is pricing in some rather significant chance that you never get to withdraw that Ethereum. And the reason you would never get to withdraw that Ethereum would be if the exchange who's staking that Ethereum for you went under. So all this is to say, uh, I, I see some red flags here. I'm not personally using this exchange anymore. I don't mean to FUD, but like people should be careful. Like be, be careful. I, I really recommend using Coinbase if you're in the United States. It's a publicly traded company, audited financials. If, if, if something happens to Coinbase, we're, we're all just going to zero, probably. <laughs> it would be very, very bad. Um, you know, I still use them once in a while, but I, I still self-custody the majority of my funds. So you learn how to use a crypto wallet, learn how to take custody of your own coins if you can. Uh, that's the best thing to do if you are a sophisticated investor and you will be free from uh, all these nasty contagion effects. Uh, next story in the news, uh, some drama between uh, Coinbase and, and Apple, Coinbase reported that Apple was demanding that they pay uh, 30% tax, basically, to Apple. This is the, the App Store fee um, on NFT transfers in the wallet. Uh, as a result of this, it seems as though Coinbase has basically disabled NFT transfers within their wallet, which sucks for users who are using this you know, for, for their NFTs. It's an interesting story to me because it's it's showing us like the the inherent incompatibility of, of crypto with some of the sort of uh, traditional monetary rails that we have, some of the, the systems that we have, the centralized systems that we have set up. Um, this is kind of a boneheaded play by Apple. Like, I hope this is just like an oversight and not some sort of like actual premeditated thing, because it, it, it's just like not even possible for for coinbase to do this like the 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 analogy here would be like if um apple tried to take a, a cut of fees from google for every single email that you sent over you know the internet protocols in your gmail app it just it just it doesn't make sense um th this whole thing was kind of an aha moment for me because i uh i finally realized why the 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 amazon app has such a, a crappy experience um, buying things like uh, Kindle books or, 
or uh, Audible. Like apparently uh, Amazon just makes you go to the, the website in the browser of the phone so that they don't have to pay like this uh, 30% fee to, to Apple. So crappy user experience for people who have iPhones. Uh, Apple's been irking me and, and a lot of people on, on Twitter lately, be, not, not just because of this, but because uh, we saw some news come out that they're, uh, you know, disabling some airdrop features that uh, the Chinese people are using who are uh, protesting against the government in order to communicate. Uh, not a big fan, personally, of our uh, techno overlords helping uh, evil foreign dictatorships oppress their people. So mm, Apple might might not be getting an iPhone again for the first time uh, ever uh, once this uh, contract is up. So keep you guys posted on that. In the last 10 years, over $100 billion worth of crypto has been lost or stolen, specifically because of poor key management, scams, and hackers. Forget not your keys, not your crypto. Software and hardware wallets both have the same vulnerability, a single private key that can be lost, hacked, or simply misplaced. Our new sponsor, the Zengo Crypto Wallet, is a total game changer, bringing wallet security to a whole new level. Zengo is an on-chain crypto wallet with no private key vulnerability, leveraging advanced cryptography called MPC, which until now has only been available to multi-billion dollar institutions. Your Zengo account is secured by three factors, which makes recovery simple and stress-free. After all, with no private key to steal, your crypto assets and NFTs are much more difficult to hack. Zengo also has legendary in-app 24-7 live support with real humans. Now, lately, I've been playing around a little bit with the Zengo wallet myself, and I, I love the app. It's easy to use. It's clean. I think it's a great option for somebody who wants to uh, find some middle of the road app where they can take uh, take custody of their own crypto, but but do so in a way where they don't have to worry about uh, losing their private keys and, and losing their money, because that can be really intimidating when you get into crypto. Now, Zengo is the most secure Web3 wallet and the best place to keep your crypto NFTs and assets secure. It's also fully recoverable using their biometric recovery kit. Get started at Zengo.com Adam and use code Adam to get $20 back on your first purchase of $200 or more. That's Z-E-N-G-O.com Adam, code Adam for $20 back on your first purchase of $200 or more. Terms and conditions may apply. See site for details. Next story. This is a this is a small one. Maker MakerDAO uh, has voted to hike the rewards on their Dai stablecoin to one percent. This is uh, kind of a big deal, I think, in in DeFi right now. So, a quick background for, for for those of you who don't know, MakerDAO is a really interesting protocol. One of the first uh, DeFi applications to be created on the Ethereum network. Um, and what it does is it allows you to basically take your ETH, lock it up into a vault and, and mint a, a stable coin against your collateralized ETH. So this, this stable coin is called DAI, uh, D-A-I, um, and it's, it's, it's pegged to a dollar and every, every dollar of DAI is backed by a, a large amount of over collateralized uh, Ethereum in, in the maker vault. So this is kind of like a really interesting innovation because it gave us a way to have crypto, to have Ethereum and all the things that Ethereum is great for. But what Ethereum sucks at is like being like 
a stable currency. Like the volatility is obviously insane. Nobody wants to hold their money uh, that they have to pay bills with, that they have to transact with in stuff that goes up and down 90% in, in the course of like six months. That's, that's, that's not great. Uh, this is kind of one of the inherent problems, I think, of Bitcoin and the idea that Bitcoin will be money, right? There's just, there's just so much volatility within it. So Maker allows, you know, Ethereum holders to, to both have Ethereum, but then also have like the stability, the medium of exchange of like a stable coin. Now, originally this was like really, really cool, but like Maker ran into problems because they, they couldn't, they couldn't scale. Like there's an inherent problem when you have a uh, collateralized money like Maker versus money in the real world. Like, and all of our dollars are, they, they, they sort of come from fractional reserve banking, right? Like there may only be a dollar in the bank for every $20 that's floating around in the real world. And the, the benefit of this system is that you can kind of create like as much money as you want to, basically. If we were to do that on, in crypto, like the whole thing would explode, right? This is why we have over collateralized lending, right? Um, but the problem then becomes like, if you only have a billion dollars of ETH locked up in vaults, well, you may only be able to issue $500 million of stable coins. And if your demand for stable coins exceeds the amount of ETH that is in the ecosystem, then you've effectively like capped the amount of this money that you can have. So you've, you've created stable money, which is cool, but it's unable to sort of serve like enough people because uh, you, you can't create enough of it. It's, it. it's a bit of an issue. So Maker, they basically passed a proposal um, a while back to, to use uh, USDC as some of the collateral in, in the DAI stablecoins. Now, this was good because it allowed them to create more DAI, um, but this has caused a lot of controversy in DeFi and Ethereum because now this money that was supposed to be like really decentralized, purely like based upon ETH, actually sort of has US dollars backing it because USDC is a circle, circles stable coin. Uh, that stable coin is backed by actual dollars in a bank vault. Uh, in the U.S., so we've gotten a little bit of a a, a bleed over in in terms of what's happening with those those assets now, and we're you know still trying to figure out what the best way to move forward with that is. Like, how do we how do we get money that is like scalable, but also isn't like built on top of the U.S. dollar? Because the whole point of crypto is kind of to get o away from that, you know. Anyway, another issue in DeFi has been that we're seeing tons of money leave the the DeFi ecosystem. Um, previously, you could get seven, eight, nine, 10% on your cash in, in DeFi pretty easily if you knew how to uh, use it. But like lately, the, the risk-free rate in DeFi has plummeted to, uh, you know, 1% maybe. And when people can earn 4.5% in a United States treasury bill, there's just not a lot of incentive for them to keep their money in crypto. And there's, there's a lot of risk involved with crypto. There's risk involved in custodying your crypto. Nobody can come to save you if you lose your coins. And we've seen billions of dollars like leaving the crypto ecosystem. I suspect because this money is sitting here um, in crypto stable coins, earning zero interest when it could be earning four and a half percent in U.S. government guaranteed uh, securities. So, so Dai uh, Dai now has a one uh, percent interest rate built into it, which is which is pretty cool um, because now at least you're getting a little bit on your money. There's some incentive for people to uh, to keep their money in the crypto ecosystem, uh, the more money that gets drained out, obviously the worse this ends up being uh, for prices. And 
uh, I, I'm hopeful that in the near future, we can kind of figure out how to get more of this risk-free rate into, into crypto itself. It would be really cool if you could hold like just the equivalent of U.S. Treasury bills, but in crypto form and, you know, earn 4% on your money while you're sitting there uh, waiting to buy uh, Ethereum. So curious where that ends up panning out. Uh, kudos to MakerDAO for doing that. Uh, looking forward to see how that protocol continues uh, to evolve. Final story of the week. Wanted to just uh, do another touch point yet again on our, our friend uh, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried. Big, big event this week. Uh, he was interviewed yesterday by uh, Aaron Ross Sorkin uh, of the New York Times. It's a bit of a bit of a strange thing. You know, people or you know, audience applauding him, which is kind of kind of odd. And uh, to to Sorkin's credit, I, I, I think he did mostly ask some hard hitting questions, although a lot of things, I think, uh, fell fell through the cracks. Um my, my, my overall thoughts on this is like, I, I'm, I'm seeing what I'm seeing now is a guy who committed in, in my opinion, fraud. Like he's, this is clearly a case of fraud and he's, he's now sort of doing this like uh, engineered uh, PR campaign in tandem with the media to shift public perception of what happened. Uh, and, and, and I'm not saying he's trying to shift himself to being innocent, but he's trying to shift the perception, the perception that he he committed fraud to the perception that, oh, maybe this is like uh, criminal negligence. Right. Maybe instead of getting 20 years in prison, maybe he'll just get a, you know, a couple and a, a slap on the wrist and and, you know, walk free uh, pretty soon in spite of the, the billions of dollars of other people's money. He, he evaporated. And I'm, I, I was really uh, disheartened to see, uh, you know, somebody I kind of respect, Bill Ackman, you know, very, very legendary uh, investor. Uh, it's talking about how he watched the interview and he just, uh, just seemed like Sam was telling the truth. And, 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 and Kevin O'Leary, uh, Mr. Wonderful, who is just, he's gone to complete zero in my mind now. He previously had said he would give Sam all the money again, even though he, you know, lost everybody's money and lost his money. Um, he's also out tweeting that uh, he believes Sam. And like, if you believe anything this guy is saying, like, I, I'm sorry, but you're, you're a sucker. Like, don't don't fall for the hype. Like this guy one second was pitching himself as the, the gigabrain whiz kid who designed algorithms. And now, like, suddenly it's it, it's like, oops, I, I guess I lost. I guess I just didn't. Oh, I forgot we didn't have a bank account. It, it's. It's it, it's so gross and it's 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 so egregious. I mean, that this guy is he's a scumbag. He is a straight up scumbag. He's a sociopath. He's a liar. Please, like, don't let the media, don't let PR, don't let like all these like exogenous forces like warp you into thinking otherwise. Like, if if this guy goes to jail for anything less than like ten years, it's it's going to be like a a, a tragic uh, miscarriage of of, of justice. Um, I, this this isn't like a oopsie. This isn't like oh god. Oh it, it, no, it's it, it's it's fraud. Uh, he deserves like every year of jail time that is like available to him in the books. Like he ruined millions of people's lives. He destroyed you know the public perception of of crypto for for years years to come. He's going to bring who knows what in terms of future unwarranted regulatory pressure on the uh, on the industry. Um, Sam, like you, you can 
you can go to hell, man. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not buying any of your crap. And if you're listening to this, I, I hope that you don't buy any of the garbage that's being sold to you uh, as well. So on that happy note, <laughs> a couple of a uh, couple of th- quick things for you. Um, follow me on Twitter if you're not already. I like to I like to tweet about uh, crypto there. Tweet some trading strategies. Tweet some uh, you know occasional occasional shit post <laughs> to try to keep it lighthearted there. Uh, but you can find me at uh, Stephen Cesaro, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-C-E-S-A-R-O. Sorry, my name is a little hard to spell. Um, also, if you're if you're into crypto and you you, you want to talk about it with me, you want to talk about it with the community of people who 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 also like chat and crypto. I would encourage you to uh, check out the 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 Alfalfa Pod uh, Discord. I have another another podcast for those of you who don't know. Uh, you can check it out on alfalfapod.com uh, we talk about crypto there too but also just any other stuff in life that uh, we find interesting and and we've got a great community uh there for for our uh, podcast in our, in our discord the alfalfa pod discord so there's a lot of guys hanging out in there every day uh talking about life talk about <laughs> talk about money uh talk about crypto um just I highly recommend if you're if you're looking for uh, some people to to chat with. Uh, that's uh, alfalfapod dot uh, com. All right, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and I will see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.